Welcome back to Real Phonies, where we take a love for movies and television and combine it with very little knowledge about movies and television. I'm your host, Christian. Join me and my co-host, Joseph. Yellow. And Jehu. Here to talk about the first third of Marvel's latest TV show, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which just debuted on Disney Plus two weeks ago, or almost three weeks ago by the time that this will air. Yeah, they're big on those Friday releases. Yeah. What is the plot of this? Because we really haven't gotten much of it so far. Well, at least at least context. It's set, you know, uh, shortly after the end of of Avengers. I think it's six months. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we'll talk about, I guess, episode one. But both Bucky and Sam, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, are, uh, you know, kind of doing their own respective things, kind of struggling with themselves and also kind of the loss of, of, you know, this good friend and icon and trying to figure out what that means. And then suddenly a, a reality they didn't expect is, is thrust upon to them. Uh, and then they are, they are kind of forced to grapple with these problems together. Yeah. It's very much these two dealing with the world without Steve in it. Yeah. Um, also kind of a kind of continuation of something we got briefly in WandaVision, which is, you know, post blip world what is it what is it like especially for these two characters they're gonna, they're gonna get a, mi- a lot of mileage out of this yeah. marvel is for sure they are which i think jehu wanted right like I, I, yeah i was gonna say i really wanted it to not be a thing that's just a passing reference from the past but that it really was something they've got to deal with yeah, yeah. as represents they got to deal with and it even gets weird you know yeah, well, and I mean, we'll get into it when we get into specifics, but like even in this one, we, you know, in WandaVision, we kind of, it was like this, the sudden comeback. What was that like? Yeah. And then this one, we kind of even deal a little bit on the legality uh, right. of a person coming back. Um, so it, it, it definitely, I think you're right. They're going to get their miles out of it. Which, which now I feel like Hurt was, was dead on with what he hoped for was uh, She-Hulk was going to be. The She-Hulk show. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, I, 100%. Yeah. I, I now think that is 100% what it's going to be. And I'm super yeah. here for it. That sounds great. Yeah, man. Yeah, totally. Oddly enough, it has been some of the best stuff, I think, so far in both of these series has, has been the, the, the post-blip stuff. But what are our uh, general impressions so far? Oh, I'll, go, I'll do my general impressions. Okay. I, you know, it's, it's definitely if WandaVision was kind of like an experiment uh in a new medium this is very much like here's our safe bet i think they knew if uh if wandavision you know just tanked uh just did not did not click the way that they had hoped it would with audiences they're like okay here's something right on its heels that people are going to be familiar with uh that they're going to be okay with i mean definitely you like both WandaVision and Loki seem like they're going to kind of be like genre buster type stuff. This one seems just very genre. This seems very, we're going to do an action movie about a couple of guys who act like they don't like each other, but really kind of do. Right. <laughs> so far, it just looks like a six hour Marvel movie, but we've only seen the first two hours. Right. Agreed. It, it, this was supposed to be the first one, and it definitely, I think, kind of feels like the safe bet. Like, Oh, right. we we feel we feel people would be okay with accepting this format, um, but I actually think that hurts it coming after WandaVision now. Yeah, I think you're right to some degree. 
in the sense that you know now people are are there are some people who have expectations for like you know being more adventurous in the television medium but i suspect there are still a lot of people who never clicked with wandavision who come to this and realize oh no this is what i wanted especially if you were like hey what if those netflix uh marvel shows had money and more characters to work with fucking this is for you like they they didn't all just take place in a hallway yeah Um, (laughs) uh, yeah uh i mean this one definitely i think this one will probably appeal to a broader audience just probably to us it seems like it doesn't because if you're someone who wants to talk about what's happened and what could happen every week uh wandavision just is way easier to do at this because i'm pretty sure what's going to happen next week is they're going to punch some people and tell some jokes um i'm curious though how you guys have uh, how the start has um uh, appealed to you or not so far through these first couple of episodes well i i know that you know since it was the the same weekend it was hard not to compare the first episode to Zack snyder's justice league and it definitely seemed a little low-key in in uh, in comparison to it was there was an action sequence in the beginning and it was basically the rest of it was character stuff but uh uh you know so I could see how maybe some people wouldn't have been like on fire about that. But, but one thing I will say in comparing the two, uh, Zack Snyder's characters seem to constantly only talk about their motivation. They only say semi deep things about what they believe and what they're going to do yet. Somehow their motivations seem confusing. Whereas these guys that that first episode did a very good job of sitting up exactly what these two guys are about, exactly what's going on with them. And, uh, you know, I, I, I was into it. I feel like I had a a very similar, you know, uh, I guess, like you said, it'd be hard not to, uh, comparison with the the Zack Snyder thing, just because my brain immediately clicked into, okay, this is a six hour movie. Uh, right. And so the first hour is all like establishing shit. That said, right. they really blew the budget on that on that like opening sequence, didn't they? Yeah. I mean, that was definitely that was movie shit. That I feel I feel shit. like they should have been saving that like you know, spread that around a little more. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, but I, I don't I don't mind doing more of the character stuff. You know, they've they've definitely painted a dark picture of uh, of superhero life. Right. Uh, that we can get into as we get more into episode one, uh, but I, I don't I don't necessarily mind the the uh, the pace so far, but uh, you know, I I can see how it might not grab people if you're expecting each episode to come like be super plot important and super action packed, right? Yeah, I, I I'm not loving it so far. I mean, there are parts I really like, and but I think, and I, I was thinking about this today, and I feel very. Josephy in saying this um it does feel very much like a six hour movie and if your movie is six hours there's some stuff you can cut (laughs) (laughs) um and so that's that's kind of how i felt about i feel like there's been some scenes that are really like redundant in what you're trying to tell me and probably wouldn't make it on the cutting room floor if you were trying to get this down to even three hours yeah um and so it 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 just hasn't really like gripped me. It doesn't feel tight, uh, like a tight product. Um, I think those two guys are good and I, I like, I like them a lot them, together. Yeah. <laughs> Their dynamic yeah, is very fun. 
I've enjoyed I enjoyed the second episode a lot more than I enjoyed the first episode. And I, I'm really looking forward to where, you know, the next one is going to take us. So I think I'm going to enjoy it more as we get going. But so far, I've, I haven't like loved it. Fair enough. We want to do want to get into a little bit more of the details of the specific episodes. Sure. Let's yeah. do it. Uh, episode one, uh, we start with Sam, who's now freelancing. Seems for the American military. Uh, right. is tracking down, I guess it was like a kidnapped uh, army soldier or something, and comes face to face with Batroc the Leaper. GSP's back, baby. Yeah, GSP <laughs> needed that paycheck. 100% yeah. he did. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a it's a big budget action scene. It's pretty fun. I, I was just happy to see GSP back because I, I really like that scene in, uh, in a Winter Soldier, so. Yeah, totally. Uh, and then Bucky's in therapy. Yeah, Bucky's in therapy. He's uh, you know, trying to make amends uh for his his uh past brainwashedy sins, some of which come in the form of of violent confrontation, some of which are are uh, you know, real heartrending things where he's trying to apologize to the to the father of uh, uh, a young kid he killed. So, yep. it, it's uh, you know, I, I if if we're talking just first episode, you like I feel like emotional connection i felt a lot stronger for uh bucky the i think the conflict that we arrive at with in sam's story is he goes uh home to i guess where his his family is from and to find out that uh they're you know like deeply in debt about to lose the house to lose the boat uh all this kind of stuff and you think sam i'm i'm the falcon i'm one of earth's greatest mightiest heroes a best friend of tony stark the richest man on the planet uh, but it turns out I can't get a fucking loan at a local bank. So the loan scene real was real uncomfortable. The loan scene was like, was yeah, that the loan scene. I mean, it was good, but it was not fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I, I, the, the, the memes about that, this, the, the week after were the best. Uh, my favorite one <laughs> was Tony Stark can give a billion dollar pair of glasses to a 16 year old, but can't give Sam a enough paycheck, to yeah, yeah. a fucking paycheck. <laughs> Well, uh, it, it reminded I mean, me a lot of talking about comparison to Zack Snyder's Justice League. Of Cy- yeah, Cyborg being able to just fix everyone's monetary problems and choosing not to. Same thing here. Right. Damn you, Tony yeah. Stark. You know, I, 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 you know I, I don't have a lot of internet interaction, but I, 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 on, a, on a comic message board I still follow, it seemed like it had lit off a bunch of people who uh, seemed upset by the idea that Tony Stark didn't pay the Avengers. And, uh, you know, in comics, this has been a thing that has been a debate amongst fans for decades. You know, uh, you know, why wouldn't Tony Stark pay the Avengers? But if he does pay the Avengers, like, you know, say if Spider-Man's on the team, doesn't that effectively make Spider-Man not Spider-Man if he's getting a, you know, a six-figure salary to be on the Avengers? So, but Almost in the MCU, it makes sense because essentially the Avengers only got together about once every two years. Yeah, you know? it seems like the value of that effort was pretty high. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's true. But it seemed like a very unofficial organization. Although once you build the headquarters, it does seem like at that point, there should be some talk of salary. Yeah. I mean, I agree with all of this that you guys are saying, but specifically in, in Falcon's case, was he ever actually officially an Avenger? Cause he goes on the run for a while and then he disappears. He definitely was at, at some point. 
I think. I think he was on the no-pay Avengers. Like, you know, I think when they split <laughs> up, the Tony Stark Avengers were the paid Avengers. Correct. And the Cap Avengers were the no-paid Avengers. Yep. I, I think that's correct. The volunteer I guess you, Avengers. I guess you get the little <laughs> bit at the end of Age of Ultron where he's there and Wanda's there and Vision's there. I might be wrong about that. I don't remember, but that feels pretty official. Yeah, yeah. How does this episode end? I don't remember. Uh, well, before we get to the very end of it, uh, the the I think the, one. Oh, of the I, re- baddies, I do remember. Yeah, they're setting that. they're setting up one of the the large I guess uh, baddies, or I don't. It's not even a maybe a specific person uh, of the series, which is the Flag Smashers. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I don't know if Hurt has any more context on that. It seems like some kind of the the the. Uh, in-universe explanation was it was people who are who liked the way that shit was before the blip and are are trying to bring down all the things that have happened since i guess i mean definitely if it's unless there's a big turn it's it's uh going to be flag smashers in name only because in the comic it's a it's it's a definitive villain a definitive bad guy a definitive sort of fascist and uh and you know this there seems to be some gray in this or maybe they're the good guys. Right. And yeah, that brings us to the end of the episode where still Sam and Bucky are kind of doing their own separate thing. You know, I, the one thing we forgot to mention at the very beginning of this is that at the beginning of this episode, Sam takes the shield that uh, Steve gave him at the end of Endgame and donates it to, I guess like the Smithsonian. Right. Uh, uh, but at the end of the episode, find out that the, uh, the U S has, has reclaimed and repurposed the shield for a new Captain America uh, with just the dumbest fucking looking helmet again for no reason. <laughs> uh, see, I think that helmet works really well, well with his Popeye face. Well, I mean, it, 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 it makes his, it makes his already punchable face even more punchable. If that's what you mean. You know, I mean, I know that the, the Marvel movies are supposed to stay pretty PG, PG-13, but I really think Sam w- would would have been forgiven for a motherfucker yeah. <laughs> when he sees that dude on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been pretty funny. That would have been yeah. a, a, a uh, Anthony Mackie thing. <laughs> um, yeah, can you believe that that fucking thing is, is Kurt Russell's spawn? Well, this is what I want to know. How did Wyatt Russell get so fucking ugly? His right. dad well, is Kurt Russell and his mom is Goldie Hawn. <laughs> yeah, it's a great point. Like two of the most attractive people. Like, I see I see all the things in Kurt Russell that make him like have movie star face in Wyatt Russell, but they're all just distorted and wrong. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. upsetting to look at. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, again I, I you know i i'm kind of more fond of it i think it that jawline and it's over the topness i think is good for this character i mean like like if if, if the goal is to make him as healy as possible well done <laughs> you know i read somewhere that the white russell's first audition in hollywood ever was for captain america uh, oh, and uh I think it probably they put the helmet on him and was like, oh, no, fuck no, no, you. no, 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 we're no. not going to do this. <laughs> this is a bad decision. We need to stop for the day. We'll try again tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then when they decided to do this show, they're like, hey, we should call that Wyatt Russell guy back. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, but I think that brings us into episode two, which I, I feel like accomplishes more stuff uh, than the first one. 
Uh, so we spend a little bit more time meeting the new Captain America, who is a military veteran. He's the smartest. He's the strongest. He's the deciderist. Uh, uh, decisivist. That's what I wanted to say. Both of them are fake words, but one of them was a better fake word. Um, one of the things I liked about this is they bring back the Captain America theme from the first Captain America. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. A really, cool version of it, too. I mean, look, I like the original version, but it, it's, uh, you know, it's like a fun marching band version. Yeah. Which I guess it feels to you and me specifically. I think it's been pretty popular on the internet, but yeah, definitely it's, uh, it was a nice nod to bring yeah. it back. Uh, we get to meet his, I don't know what we call him. Are we calling them sidekicks at this point? Uh, was it Lamar Hoskins? Yes. The uh, Battlestar. Don't know man, where that name it, comes from. Man, well, I can tell you exactly where it comes from. There was a thing when this character was introduced in comics that I wish they would have done in this show because it was so 2021, but it might have been too 2021. Uh, when, they, when they introduced the idea of the John Walker Captain America having a, having a partner, uh, he's first called Bucky. And then, you know, Marvel back in the days of paper mail gets lit up with people letting them know that, hey, Buck is a racist term. You can't do that. So they changed his name very hastily to Battlestar. It was basically just the fastest thing they could come up with. This episode, this episode is just crammed with like random Captain America characters over the last <laughs> 70 years. Yeah, that's that's actually very true. Uh, which which I say, I, I will say one of the things I kind of like about the, I don't know, uh, message, I guess the show is kind trying to suss out the meaning of is, you know, in this world, Steve, Captain America meant so many things at one time uh, and meant them in, in all the right ways. And then when he's gone, there's a bunch of, you know, it's kind of like a death of Superman. It's very much like a death of Superman, actually. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, where where there there have a lot of people who have specific parts of of Steve's character or, or the things that Steve brought to the table, but none of them quite fill the void right. And then you're also trying. Well, then you're like, well, what what does make Captain America Captain America, and what do we really want for this symbol? Right. I think that's a really good point. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's it's a uh, Sam and Bucky uh, team up and and uh, and banter and go fight a bunch of smugglers who turn out to be super soldiers and uh, get their asses kicked and then saved by uh, a new cap what else happens in this episode well i mean first of all just within uh, within meeting new cap i feel like that's also a good action movie tension uh you know those uh those two guys versus our two guys you know uh they're very much the guys that eddie murphy would have stuck the banana in the tailpipe of you know Yeah. yeah Hurt, you said after WandaVision, you thought that the Agatha Harkness, that the keeping her around was like building up to the Thunderbolts. Yes. And I, I get very like Rick Flag vibes from John Walker in this show. 100%. He could totally be the Rick Flag if they do that like Suicide Squad version of Thunderbolts. Absolutely. I'm, I, I hadn't thought of that till you said it, but I... I could really get on board with that. Like he's a guy that I don't actually like. He can give you one reason I can't stand him. I just dislike him. But if you were <laughs> going to play like, oh, a straight man to put with these this ragtag group of villains or whatever, I think he's the right choice. Mm. Um, 
I kind of wonder now. You, I don't know if you just spoiled all of these shows for me, but now I'm like, that's the point of these 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 Disney Plus shows is, is we're, <laughs> we're just building the Thunderbolts. And I'm down with that. That sounds fun. Yeah. Well, and also, again, back to his weird jawline, you would need a person playing that character to be kind of pompous. And that's a very pompous jawline. Yeah. That said, you know, we are we at the end of this episode, we reintroduce Zemo back into the equation. Right. Uh, so, you know, there's a lot of options here. Yes. For well, sure. and I, I mean, also, uh, you know, we we saw some shit that might be building towards young Avengers in this. They introduced Isaiah Washington and his grandson His uh, uh, you know, if you're unfamiliar with that, Isaiah Washington was uh, created for a uh, Audi series called Truth that basically the idea was uh, they tested the super soldier serum on black soldiers and it didn't work out as well. But uh, uh, and, you know, they they pretty much went with that same uh, same thing in this. But his grandson also becomes a superhero called the Patriot. So, you know, we'll see that I, I've heard rumor there's going to be another version of the Patriot in this show as well. So, again, really just covering our basis of anyone who's ever wore a star at any <laughs> right. point. I want to be clear that Isaiah Washington is the racist actor from Grey's Anatomy. Isaiah Bradley is uh, is the character that heard us. No shit. <laughs> God damn it. Then yeah, I I did enjoy this one more. Is there anything we're really leaving out? Because I feel like it's a big thing. You get uh, well, the, the the therapy sequence, which was which is great. It's, popular. It's, yeah. it's so contrived and stupid, but also so fun. Once I, again, I, I I'm not sure. The sh- I, I can't tell who the show should want me to root for, but Falcon comes across as a dick in that scene to me. Yeah. I feel like Bucky's actually trying. Right, right, right. The only other things is, you know, I, at least for for me, I made the assumption at the the very beginning of the show that uh, at the first episode that the whole Flag Smashers thing was going to be like Bastrock the Leaper and his organization. But then we find out that there's a whole like, you know, it, it's this group of, of super soldiers that we don't know where they came from or exactly what they're uh, trying to do. At least I didn't understand exactly what they're trying to do. And so they're kind of their own entity uh, and they are running away from, uh, you know, all of our, our protagonists, but also the power broker. Yeah, uh, which, which is kind is of a dumb we, name. Sure. Uh, you know, I assume it's where they got their powers from. Uh, if I'm if I'm if I'm smart enough for comic book naming conventions, <laughs> right? But uh, you know that's that's another uh, concept and character or entity that we haven't really been introduced to in the show. So, yeah, I just I I don't know about you guys, but I I kind of assumed that was Zemo when I first heard it, and then we see him in prison, so that may be wrong. But he still could be. He still feels from like the inside. Zemo. Yeah. If you think about the access he had when he was in Siberia or whatever in the end of Civil War, it feels like he would know how to make super soldiers. Well, I mean, that is kind of his whole thing in the MCU for up to this point has been that he's able to, you know, move uh, chess pieces around without really getting involved. So, you know, that would make sense. But uh, I think that's it. all I had for, for uh, the, the first two episodes. Yeah, you I don't have anything else. I don't have much else. I mean, it's 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 uh, better than Transformers so far, and I'm going to keep watching it, of course. Mm-hmm. So are, are yeah. you guys oh, good? What are you going to say? I was just going to say, it, uh, you know, uh, like I sort of talked about earlier, it's a harder one to make content for than WandaVision. WandaVision just really asks you to, man, just make up shit to try to figure this out. And this is just, you know, 
action and jokes and which i love but yep you know it's you know uh, finding something to say about six hours of it can be tough yeah well we probably won't come back to it until the the finale but right. uh, just just in case somebody hasn't started watching it yet hopefully they could listen to this and decide if they want to keep going uh, right, we're pretty we were pretty good about like nothing major spoilers but again there hasn't like jay to jay's point there's nothing super speculative about this show it's it's pretty straightforward it's two guys right. who are very good at killing people uh for the name of america right. uh for a little thing i like to call america yeah i know they brought they brought back uh for for just like one literally one uh sequence there uh captain america with a gun and then he doesn't use the gun again and it's like i feel like that's gonna work way better for you buddy yeah right <laughs> You know, whatever. Supposedly uh, Sharon Carter's coming back at some point. I would have thought we would have seen her by. I mean, we're nearing the halfway point, but yeah, we didn't see much of Darcy. So, I, I you know, we'll see. I'm going to go way off base here, but I just wanted to. You, you're reminding me of this. And you guys are anime guys, so I can say this to someone. Uh, your, your thing of hitting working way out way better with a gun. One of the few animes I ever did try to find. <laughs> I know exactly what you're going to say. Cowboy Bebop and the gun guy versus the sword guy. Wouldn't the sword guy have just destroyed if he got a gun? Maybe he's got bad aim. I don't think so. I think if he got a gun, the other guy, like that show's over first episode. <laughs> you, were, you write a letter to the, uh, to the creator and be like, guy, major plot hole. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyways just out of curiosity before the end of this show do you guys think that the uh the group of super soldiers we're following will be like vindicated and not the villains by the end like i think they'll all be dead you think they'll all be dead i don't see these people surviving they seem like fodder for again zemo's plan or whomever Mm, right Uh, again i haven't i haven't i don't like john walker or whatever his name is, but I haven't seen anything to make me like super dislike him yet. But I feel like maybe he could turn really brutal on these guys. He's definitely like, got, oh, he's definitely got murder in his eyes, doesn't he? Yo, he he definitely. We haven't seen it yet, but there's definitely the ability it's, to to kill senselessly. Hundred yeah. percent. Okay, great. That's what I was when you were talking about him as like Rick Flag. I feel like Rick Flag's got to be the guy that like kind of plays it by the rules, but like will let things slide, you know, under certain circumstances, kind of thing. But like this guy seems horny for murder, and I, I I just can't I can't see him in that role. Right. A lot of my job, and when I was in the Air Force, was to standing up to officers and being like, "We really don't have to murder these people. It's okay." <laughs> That's a very common problem for people who are in upper echelons of military. <laughs> right. Wouldn't it just be easier to do a murder? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Anywho, that's Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It's on Disney Plus every Friday. Uh, there's going to be four more episodes beyond what we've gotten so far. We'll probably check back in at the end and uh, and uh, give you some final thoughts. Sounds good. In the meantime, what have we been watching this past week, guys? Um, well, I've got some stuff I'll talk about in a couple of weeks. I texted her this. I started Star Trek Discovery. I've only watched the first season. I'm not ready to talk. I want to watch the whole thing before I give my feelings. So I really don't have much. So I was like, what am I going to talk about? And then I decided I would do a follow up to my dream theater rant. Uh, (laughs) um, So uh, I don't even remember how long ago it was. Time is a construct. Uh, I talked about a YouTube documentary about dream theater, trying out different drummers after Mike Portnoy left the band. 
Um, and let me tell you, it's been like a decade of sorrow for me ever since Mike Portnoy left it. It really, it really broke me. But I have good news. Oh, he's not he's not coming back to Dream Theater. However, uh, he has a side project he did in the 90s that has Jordan Rudis and John Petrucci, who are in Dream Theater. And they made two solo, not solo, but they made two like experimental prog albums. There's no music. There's no singing in it. It's all instrumental music. And during COVID, they made a third one. And Jordan has posted a bunch of like videos and clips onto his YouTube page where you can watch John Petrucci and Mike Portnoy and Jordan Rudis all play music together again. And let me tell you, I've waited 11 long years to see that happen. And I literally cried. It, it, it was just it made me so happy to see those guys jamming out uh, again. I thought it would never happen. I didn't even think they liked each other anymore. Um, and just to see them all together brought me a little bit of joy. So, you know, that was better. That that emotion was better than Transformers. Right on. That's cool. That's it. All right. Well, funny enough, my thing is also a music thing this week. I uh, I had lots of. Uh, miserable obligation this week so i didn't really uh consume a lot of content but uh a, a band that i love put out a new record death from above 1979 put out a new record if uh anyone is unfamiliar with them uh uh you know they're a two-piece band so they were from the oddies because that's what the oddies gave us the idea that just two guys can do it uh but unlike all those other two-piece bands, instead of being a guitar player and a drummer, they're a bass player and a drummer. Their first record was in 2004. It was called You're a Woman, I'm a Machine. Uh, and it is fucking awesome. It is wall-to-wall uh, great. Uh, there's a song on it called Pull Out. That is my favorite. Back in the days of iPods and therefore iTunes, if you went on my top 25 most played list, that shit was always on there because I listened to it over and over and over. So anyways, because these guys are millennials, after after the first record, they all decided, we don't like each other. We're going to break up. Two that, guys is a, that is a real millennial thing. You're not wrong. <laughs> it is. Like, just two guys needed to get along. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> and somehow so Arcade Fire is still kicking or something. Right. Uh, so, um, so they, they break up and they stay apart for, you know, like six or seven years, come back in the teens and started to make fucking bulletproof records again. Um, you know, uh, the most recent one is no exception. It is called is for lovers and it is, uh, my shit. If you've never listened to the band, I would still recommend, uh, trying out their first record. And now, since it's not going to cost you anything, cause nobody pays for music anyway, uh, but uh, then I would say try this out because it's a fucking good record. If you want to try out just one song on it, the third track, uh, Free Animal is the fucking banger. Um, and one more thing I'll say about this band. Usually when you go see a lot of these two-piece bands, it just isn't very much fun. Uh, there's a band called the Japan Droids that put out my favorite record of the previous decade, uh, Celebration Rock. And I went, when I went and saw them live, they were just trying so hard to give you the energy and the emotion. And I just really wish they would have given me a fucking bass player instead. Um, but these <laughs> guys, when you go see them live, they fucking pull it off. Two piece. And it is just a big fucking angry awesome sound uh the one time me and sarah went and saw him they rocked so hard sarah puked so uh so, so uh 
So yeah, uh, Death from Above 1979 is for lovers better than Transformers. Death from Above 1979 as a concept and band better than Transformers. Rock That's all I got. so hard you'll puke. Right. What a fucking tagline. <laughs> I'm trying to remember the name of that fucking uh, NPR show where they, they go over like new music. Oh, shit. It's the one that puts out Tiny Desk Concert. I can't think of it. I know, I know what you're talking about, yeah. but I don't know what it's called. If, if you've ever listened to that show... It's a bunch of people who, uh, at least in theory, like love the shit out of music and play like the newest, coolest things that they've come across and then talk about it, uh, which I, it seems like I'm down for because I, I like to, you know, I don't know how to find new music anymore. It's impossible. Right. Um, right. And so in general, whenever I listen to the show, I find I listen to stuff and I, I hear songs that I like, but the people who are talking about it just seem to fucking hate life so much. Right. Even yes. though they're talking about the thing yes. that supposedly they enjoy the absolute most, and it <laughs> bums me the hell out. I can't listen to it. I don't listen to it because I hate them talking so much. Uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. I've never articulated it before, but every time I've listened to that, I was like, I don't want to listen to this because I don't even think these guys want to fuck. That's what I'm saying. This. So all that said, hurt. I need you. I need you to make your own version of that show where <laughs> you you like sh- sh- share how much you love music, but actually sound like you love that music because <laughs> right. it's, it's it's the most joy I ever hear from you. Right on. Good. All right. Well, Do you ever I'll, think that's I'll... what people think listening to our podcast? What? There's there's uh, oh, no way are. these guys <laughs> like this shit. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we should put out a I, poll you know and find out. I, I, I've thoroughly researched the uh, the uh, three white guys talking about shit genre, and I can tell you, compared to most of them, we sound like we love this shit. <laughs> That's good. I hope Fair so. enough. Well, I, I watched a couple, several things this week. I can't believe, I mean, I can believe, because we're bad at watching stuff for having a, a movies and television podcast, but I can't believe neither of you watched Invincible. I, did, I, mean, I thought about it, but that I That came out on Amazon. I meant to all fucking week, but yeah, like same. I just, I just barely got Falcon Winter Soldier in under the line, so I haven't got to see like anything else. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so, have either of you read this comic that it's based on? I have read the first probably twenty or so issues of it. Okay, uh, I didn't know anything about it mm-hmm. going into it, and it it's such an interesting choice. Because it's it's kind of both the things that I like about superhero like culture and and the things I don't like about it together. Right. Like it, it's competing these. So I feel like what's happened is you know somebody a long time ago made superheroes for kids. You know, right, they're, right. They're, it's it's a dumb idea. It's just people who can do stuff that people can't do, and it's fun to watch them fly around and and blah blah blah. Uh, save the world. It's awesome. Uh, and then at some point, the people who grew up on on that, you know, like their adult brain starts kicking in and then they start applying like real world logic to these superheroes. Uh, right. And, and like forcing them into, you know, kind of a, a reality box, which I'm not going to I'm not going to shit on, you know, like a, a lot of great stories have come out of like, you know, what, including Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Like what what are the real world impacts of, you know, like specific actions in a superpowered world? Um, right. But I definitely feel like the media landscape of the last, uh, I don't know, several years minus Marvel, at least the Zack Snyder stuff and the boys and all that shit is leaning way too hard in the direction of let's use our adult brains and, totally. and ruin superheroes. Whereas this one is both. 
uh, it's it's very much it's about a, a young kid. He's essentially like what would be Superman's son who is getting his powers for the first time, and he has like in his mind the the like kid's image of what a superhero is, considering his dad is like the greatest superhero of all time. And it's kind of about him like coming to grips with the fact that there's some reality uh, that has to be uh, you know confronted about like whenever he actually does the superhero bit, but he still mm. like wants to cling to like I want to be this ideal thing. Whereas in the background, things that aren't part of his character are fucking dark as shit. <laughs> right. uh, the I I don't want to spoil it for anybody because I I will tell you it's not for the faint of heart. The 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 ending of the first episode. It's harder these days. I've seen a lot of shit in my time. You know, I, I know a lot of stuff is fiction. My brain's pretty good about sorting that out. Uh, but the final sequence in the first episode has been, is the only thing that I think about for the last three nights when I go to bed. Uh, and <laughs> it's, it's pretty not a good up. thing. It's yeah. so fucked up. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to stay as far from saying anything specific and in, say, in saying there's no spoilers because I, you know, I don't want to really be confirmed on this, but in the comics, there is a twist that just takes the rug out from from. Yeah, I, I suspect and, that, I suspect it's the same one. <laughs> okay, okay, I, I well, I'm glad it got you then because I kept thinking from just the advertising from it is like they're giving away the fucking twist. They're giving away the fucking twist. But I think I was just seeing it because I knew it. So I'm glad it got. I can, uh, well, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not going to get into it in case Christian watches it. That said, I don't know if I would, if, if someone had told me the impacts the first episode had on me, I might not have watched it in the first place. But now I mean it. But anyway, all that said, it's pretty good. And it's kind of, it's interesting to see those two kind of conflicting philosophies about like the idea of a superhero, uh, like actually confronted in a, in a superhero universe. Right, right. It's pretty fun. The characters are all likable. It's 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 really well done, but uh, it's effective when it wants to be. Quickly, the other things that I watched this week, I watched uh, Superman Red Sun, uh, right uh, which is if Superman was had landed in Soviet Russia instead of uh, you know like Kansas or whatever the fuck he landed, and uh, it's it's less gimmicky than I expected it to be, uh, which surprised me. I really expected it to be like America good, Russia bad. Uh, but it's not really that. It, it's kind of about some amount nature versus nurture, some amount the ideal behind the philosophy versus the actual execution of a philosophy. Uh, and also a person with good intention with a lot of power can still do harm kind of thing. Uh, right. All that said, it's done pretty well in general. I think, you know, better than Transformers. I liked it. Cool. Uh, the the thing I watched after that, because I'm trying to catch up on the, the ones I haven't seen, was uh, Justice League Dark Apocalypse which was the biggest piece of shit I've fucking seen in a long, long time. (laughs) I I refuse. I refuse to live in a universe where a human adult wrote this movie. Uh, (laughs) I I have to believe this is some kind of AI experiment that wrote the script. And then some poor animators had to put that shit together because both like the story and, and particularly just like the general dialogue and writing are, I mean, like, they're not even like rough draft. They're like, like I, I can't even describe to you how bad they are. I, they were, I was aghast the whole time I watched it. It's atrocious. Go ahead. You know, you, you talked about, you know, uh, adult brain versus child brain with comics. And I definitely think there's an aspect of comics and comic related stuff to me that it was, you know, 
starting in the 80s and 90s, dudes stopped, stopped aging out of comics. They still continued to read comics. And then at some point in like the oddies, it started being that like really comics were just made for those dudes who didn't age out. And to me, it was never embarrassing until that point. I was right. not embarrassed at all that I still loved superheroes until they actually started making them for dudes in their 30s. <laughs> uh, I understand but, that. But th- those those DC PG-13 movies, a lot of them really, I don't even think they're written for those adults. Or maybe not written. It seems, it seems like they're written by a kid who got to see horror and porno too early. I like, I almost dead said on. that. I almost <laughs> said that about this movie. That is yeah. dead, dead, dead on, which is such like, a bummer. Cause these movies used to be quite good. Like, yeah, no, in, totally, in, from the totally. outset, but the, like, since they did the, uh, the flashpoint beyond and on, uh, right. Ugh, yeah. It, it's, it's not, it's not the best anymore, but I'm still, still <laughs> watching it. Uh, but the last right, thing, right. because it's important after watching these bad and traumatizing things that I've seen, I realize there is a real value to a show that is okay, uh, but not great that you don't have to like get really into. It used to be Archer for me, but then Archer got real bad. Uh, and so now it's Solar Opposites on Hulu. Yeah, right. I wonder if you were going to talk about this. New season came out Friday, right? Yeah, the new season came out Friday, and it's just so easy to watch. Like, it's just, it's absolute brain mush. It's pretty fun. Uh, it, it doesn't think it's smarter than itself. It's just, it's just dumb sci-fi jokes and, and circumstances. And it's, it's pretty enjoyable, but not like, you don't, you don't have to pay any fucking attention to it. So right. uh, if you need what I, I guess is like the, the little, little piece of ginger on your plate, uh, <laughs> for TV shows, Solar Opposites uh, is a good palate cleanser. Uh, before we wrap up, <laughs> did you finish Attack on Titan? I did finish Attack on Titan. We can't be surprised. You and I talked texted about this this week. Is that uh, you know they announced very last minute that there is going to be a second half of the last season. Literally the day that the day the episode aired. <laughs> yeah, but like I don't. Did anyone fucking believe them that they like the episode was going to end? Yeah, that episode. No, there, uh, there was. I, I, I want you to be accurate. You guys texted alone about that in a group that uh, text, including me. <laughs> like you didn't, you didn't do it separately amongst yourselves. Yeah, why Go would ahead. we do that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, this season is is has been a bit confusing, I think, but they really, I guess, clear cleared some things up and really defined motives there at the end. Yeah, um, it, it's weird because I feel like. Early on in the series, and by early on, I mean the first three seasons, the thing that's confusing about the series is the mechanics of the world. Like, there's a lot of rules that that we don't understand and the the characters don't understand about, like, how everything works. And now we mostly get that. Uh, And so, yeah, agreed. You know, a lot of the issue with this season hasn't necessarily been, like, what's going on? It's just, like, why is anyone doing any of this? Mm -hmm. Uh, Did you find the answer to be satisfying or not? Uh, I, I don't even know if it matters at this point. I, I don't... Yeah, well, yeah, ne- we're going to stick it out and watch <laughs> the last 12 episodes or whatever when they you come know, out. I think if I hit this particular story at a particular time in my life, I would have been like, oh, that's so novel. I've just seen so many other things that have kind of a roughly similar premise. I'm, I'm not that like, yeah, it's fine. I, I, I'm not upset because there's still time to, to develop it further. 
um, and see, you know, how it goes. But I will say this. It made way more sense for Zeke than it does for Aaron for me right now. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Uh, but also, you know, who knows what Aaron's doing? Yeah, he that dude is fucked right now. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know what his deal is, but the guy's gone fucking mental. I will say this, and this will be the last thing I say, I say about it. But one thing I did really enjoy about the last couple episodes is if you watch the, the, the whole show, Aaron consistently gets his ass kicked by his best friends because one is much smarter and the other is just much more badass than he yeah. is. And so his resolution for this finally was, oh, I'll outsmart the strong one and then I'll beat the shit out of the smart one. And I wanted to be like, why did it take us so long to come to that? <laughs> well, shit, you know, I, I wasn't sure what's going to happen. But now that you say that, I'm pretty sure Aaron's going to die because you're right. That is a complete character arc. We yeah. come full circle. <laughs> Correct. He learned his lesson. He learned and- his lesson. <laughs> And unlike, uh, oh, God, what were we talking? Oh, WandaVision, where Vision fights Vision and Wanda fights the other witch. Like this time was like, oh, I should do the opposite against the person. Like it really that really struck to me, I guess, probably just because I just watched the ship of Theseus bullshit from WandaVision, which I liked (laughs) in that show. But this is definitely the smarter way to go about handling your enemies if they're enemies. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. But yeah, Attack on Titan, we'll talk about it again in a year and a half if we're even alive by then. So I think we're wrong. I think it will be. I think it's nine months. I think it's January of 2022. Is it? Yeah, I I don't think December. I thought that too initially, but I think that's wrong. Okay. well, January would be better. Uh, It's still a long fucking time, but yeah. So is there an anime series that you guys are happy with the wrap up on? Because you've not talked about that one on the show. Full Metal Alchemist. Uh, Full Metal Alchemist. Cowboy Bebop. It ends perfectly. Full Metal Alchemist ends really well. I mean, I I think I think there are a lot. And honestly, if this one if this one like follows through with the current motivations and shit that's lined out, I think it's a satisfying ending. I think agreed. Yeah, I I think they've lined everything up correctly and they can knock it down correctly. I just like I don't know if there could be more interesting choices. It's just like they feel kind of cliche because I've consumed so many stories at this point. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to think on the anime question. I'm going to get back to your well, I mean, you guys gave me two. I, I thought, and you actually have talked about Full Metal Alchemist on the show before, I believe. So my snarky remark was incorrect. I, I just rewatched it like a month ago. It's like the fourth time I've watched that show in like three years. You should know by now, Hurt, that we like to complain about shit that we actually still like a lot <laughs> more true. than we like to talk about how much we like stuff we really like. Like right. that podcast on NPR about music. Yeah, <laughs> with more passion. You know, I think I think regardless, I don't care if you hate it or you love it. Just bring something to the table. And a lot more fucks. A lot more fucks. Yeah. Uh, and on that note, do we know what we're doing now? Oh, Kong, right? Kong's I'm going to I'm going to be in Galaxy's Edge next Tuesday. So fuck you, man. Yeah. <laughs> also, you just went to Disney World. It's that fucking good, bro. <laughs> I got back. I got back Christmas Eve. And by January, by by January 24th, I had already fucking booked my next trip. <laughs> I was just going to go and get season passes, but they're not doing that right now. But Bummer. yeah. So I guess Kong's going to wait a week. Yeah, sorry. All right. That's fine. You know, I guess we'll keep watching Falcon and we'll come back in two weeks and talk about uh, uh, Kong. Is it Kong versus Godzilla? Godzilla versus Kong. I think it's the second. Who gets first billing? It's important. Well, thank you guys for listening. Uh, if you have any... Th- Actually, you know, I should tell you guys to like, like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Please, yeah. Tell people about the podcast. 
Like we don't advertise. I'm real bad at posting shit. They're literally the only way anyone knows that we exist is if you tell them. So if you get even a modicum of joy and you think of <laughs> anybody else in your life that you think would get a modicum of joy out of this podcast, please tell them about it. Uh, or if you just want to give somebody a, can you believe this shit recommendation? That's fine too. Yeah. That's a long, can you believe this shit? I, on that note, my, uh, uh, fuck, I was going to wrap up here. My uh, uncle who does not watch superhero movies like any of them has, does, has no investment in, in the Marvel universe, no investment in like anything like no, no, none of these cinematic universes at all. Uh, sat down and watched the four hour Snyder cut the other day. <laughs> and I was like, why? <laughs> and he couldn't, he couldn't give me an answer. Just like of all the, of all the jumping off points to just like, I don't know. It just, it but did he like mind. it? Uh, he thought it was fine. Yeah, that's that's probably the right answer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's it. But uh, like and subscribe. Like and follow subscribe. us on Instagram. All that. Yeah, t- tell us what you thought about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, what you'd like to see out of it, or anything else you want to talk to us about. Uh, realphonies gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter at realphonies and on Instagram at real underscore phonies. Thanks to Zach Evans for our and Brian Velasquez for our theme. We'll see you guys later. Later. <laughs>